0: Welcome back to Stories RPG. This is the podcast where we play games to tell stories, and you can too. Check us out at patreon.com backslash storiesrpg to download chapter one of GigaCity Guardians and save GigaCity right alongside the heroes on the show. And just to remind everybody of who those heroes are, uh, let me call Roll, Firefly, tell us who you are.
1: Hello, uh, this is Amanda Weldon. I am typically the host of Stories Podcast, and today I am playing Jillian Jays, who is also Firefly. I am a high school student by day, but I am the leader of the Giga City Guardians by night and also weekends and all the other time that I'm not a high school student.
0: <laughs> Such a busy, biz- that's the busiest high schooler you've ever heard of.
1: Uh, my very good friend is Spex, and then I am also, I have a very bad temper. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Ape, tell us who you are. I am Dan Hines, and I am playing Ape Canaveral, the ape who got caught in an experimental rocket explosion and now cannot be harmed. But he's a chimp, and he is crushing it.
0: <laughs> and the newest member of the team, the uh, the last-minute addition, the, uh, the applicant who is currently on the job getting interviewed in the middle of a fight with Megapedes, tell us who you <laughs> are, Animus.
3: Hello, I am Scriv the Bard playing Animus, the office worker turned unexpected superhero who is now getting some very intense on the job training.
0: Champions of the City, Defenders of the Peace, Heroes for Justice, the Giga City Guardian! So if you were not with us last time, we left our heroes at the edge of a massive, massive disaster. Uh, Megapedes, who are brick red, recalling for Jillian Jay's the strange creations of her grandmother, Scarlet King, also known as the most nefarious villain to ever menace Giga City, have been destroying the entirety of a suburb of Giga City swarming down from the mountains. And not only that, there's a strange team of interlopers clothed in golden supersuits who have gotten there before the Guardians and seem to be doing quite a good job mopping up the Megapedes. Meanwhile, our heroes, having just suffered the powers of uh, Animus, making them all so incredibly calm that it took them a little bit to get here, are bewildered midair and having to deal with the idea that they have a serious encounter ahead of them. All right, everyone. Um, Let me set the scene. And I just wanted to to mention, whenever I set a scene, this is the way I like to do it. Um, And you'll see this in the game at home. First, I'll give you a hook, a little description of what's going on in the scene, what makes it exciting or dramatic. Then I'll take some time to let you all ask some questions. What's going on? Can I see any of this? Could I do this? Could I do that? Are there any people doing X, Y, Z? That question and answer segment I like to call exploring the scene. Once everyone's explored, that's the opportunity you have to do what's called make a move. When you make a move, you try to do something risky to change things. Maybe you want to make a giant pile of Megapedes. Maybe you want to try to save, rescue some citizens, or figure out what's wrong with some of the people who are lying on the street. And then finally, we'll talk about triumphs and troubles the good things and bad things, dramatic things that happen as a result of your roles. And just to remind everybody before we get started, because this is a high-intensity scene, what do you do if you need to take something out of the plot? If you feel uncomfortable in any way, what do you do? Oh, it's the X card or the X gesture. Yeah, you make an X with your hands. You can touch, you can put something on the table even. You can have a, yeah, X with fingers. But yeah, make an X and we'll take it out because remember, this story belongs to everyone and we should be more important to each other than the story. All right. Is everybody ready uh, to jump in and face the Megapede? The Megapede Mayhem? I think that's a good episode titled Megapede Mayhem. Let's go. The Megapedes are one thing, but I'm more
2: concerned. These guys, what was, he, what was the logo you said they had on? They the new had
0: super when they turned the back, the T tea of Tusk Corporation emblazoned. The other thing yeah. that's interesting, they all have no face mask. These heroes are absolutely identifiable. Nobody's hiding their identity.
2: Well, just to remind everybody, uh, I was on a Tusk ship when it blew up. That—that that, They were the ones experimenting. So I don't have a lot of faith in their ability. I mean, I'm great, and they made me, but it was an accident.
0: You know what I mean? And I'm, in a way, I'm kind of self-made. You know what? As you, you're saying that, I'm going to give you a little description. That guy who just surfed up, literally, it looked like he was surfing on his friend. He was standing on the shoulders of this massive, hugely over-muscled, over He looks like he probably has to walk sideways through most doors. Uh, guy, his hands are easily the size of shovels. Um, there's a guy riding his shoulders. He's standing there, balancing and he's the one who turned over to Firefly and gave the one-liner, aren't you a little late? And then when they turn, they immediately begin, it almost looks like they're falling sideways through the air. And the minute they stop, they stop on a dime and the big guy suddenly drops like a stone. He rolls up into a ball and slams into a spot in the street where there are a whole bunch of Megapedes swarming. There's a huge amount of bug juice that goes flying. It's brick red. And then he stands up, and as he does, the guy in the air drops down, lands on his shoulders again, and the two of them lift up. You can see that there are people on the street. As you're watching, you see these two women stepping in and out of glass. They're, they're actually jumping out of windows on the street. And every time they jump out, they grab one of the people and then go right back through the window again. They're picking up bodies from the street. They look identical, these two women, but you've seen two of them, and they're dodging in and out of these windows. You also notice that there are these little glittering golden drones that seem to be humming nearby, each of them. If anybody would like to ask me any questions what the Megapedes are up to, they are tearing this place to shreds.
3: Yeah, I'm thinking, no, 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 no. Tusk has a secret superpower core of people. What? What? So I'm going to have that moment of panic. Okay. Do I recognize any of those faces? None of them. Because I worked there for a while. None of them. You've never seen these people before in your life. Cool. Which means hopefully they won't recognize me because I don't have a mask.
0: You were always kind of a peon. You were a little bit of a like low level worker. Ooh. Yeah. Sorry. I don't mean to. Oh,
3: absolutely. I knew it. I knew it.
0: <laughs> I knew my place. You have not been seen. You're not the kind of person they would have spotted and maybe they wouldn't have spotted you. You don't know these people. You've never seen them before. You don't know about any program from Tusk. This is all new to you.
3: Yeah, this is blowing my mind.
0: On the other hand, those red things, you've seen some things in part of what you saw, if this is okay with you, let's, let's roll with this, is you found, you found a, a part of the lab where there were pieces of what looked like brick biotech which is Scarlet King's legacy. This is what uh, supposedly Jillian Firefly, now you know, gasp, supposedly defeated the Scarlet King. There was a huge explosion. The island fortress sank into the sea. It's all over. Only it wasn't. Tusk clearly had something from there. Mm -hmm. And they had been experimenting
3: on it. So, okay. Mm -hmm. So that's probably what I saw in that lab then. Um, I was working in the division of Tusk Corporation that was looking at, like, Mm -hmm. environmental research because I want to save the planet and keep the oceans clean. Um, And that is kind of what I stumbled into. And they got very, very angry. And I fled because I could feel those emotions rising up.
0: As you're having this flashback uh, right next to you, and you guys see this, all of you are kind of, like, looking down and you're all just sort of processing Werebear hits the eject button on his suit and goes, Let's go! And goes flying down through the air, like falling like a furry meteor right onto the back of a mega which he starts immediately slashing away at. He's all the way in the thick of it. What are you all doing? Do you want to know anything? Do you want to do anything? What's everyone's move here? One thing you can always do, you can always ask questions if there are things you're curious about. You can also make a move. And if you look... On the the slideshow, you'll see, and this is in in the the playbook at home, uh, I usually boil moves down to about five different things. There are five different ways you can kind of influence the story when things get dramatic. You can get physical. So that's, you know, if you want to jump, climb, swim, bash, throw, that's get physical. You might want to figure it out. What are these things? Do they have any weaknesses? What do we know about them? You might want to use empathy, try to persuade somebody, change their mind, influence them. You could try to scare these things off, or coordinate with these, with these Tusk Corporation Golden Warriors. FX, which is using your su- superpower, something exceptional, you know, blowing things up, making giant explosive, strange powers, etc. And finally there's fix it. Use know-how and use technological expertise, the move for making things and breaking things. So if there's any of those that seem like something you would like to do in this scene, by all means, feel free.
1: Can you just remind me, how, how big are these again? What is what is the scale? This is
0: a great question to ask. These things are easily the size of a garbage truck, but the weird part is they're moving like they don't weigh almost anything. And in fact, as you're watching Werebear tear into this thing, he punches it and it goes flying through the air. They're clearly incredibly fast, and their their mass seems to be low. They're crushable. Uh, on the other hand, as you're watching, one of the things runs up to him and grabs him from behind as he's punching one of them. And he, he roars Whoa. suddenly and staggers forward. And as the thing pulls back, you see two uh, bleeding holes on the back of his neck.
2: Yeah. Ape Canaveral is definitely, as soon as he sees Werebear get stuck, mm-hmm. he's just like, ugh. He just, you know, got to fix it. He turns, he winks at Firefly. He's a big winker, lifts the aviators, wink, drops it down. He's thinking about delivering a one-liner. He's looking at Firefly. Is she going to give him a setup?
1: (laughs) Uh, I'm sorry. I'm not ready for a setup for a (laughs) one-liner.
2: He's staring at you. He says, hey, should we go?
1: Yes, we should go.
2: (laughs) He's already gone. He unclipped the second he asked. He falls, <laughs> he c- curls into like a cannonball, and he's just going to land where he lands. Not super
0: concerned. He's, I mean, he's aiming for a bug, but like, it's all good. All right. Well, you're indestructible, so landing is not a problem for you. Now, on the other hand... Yeah, it's,
2: it's the aiming, yeah.
0: Yeah. On the other hand, you land, and uh, you're immediately swarmed. These things are all over you, and you notice there are bodies all over. These things seem to have been doing whatever they did to Werebear to everyone in this city. Um, And these people are laid out flat. There are a lot of people who look like they are unconscious on the ground. This is some scary stuff. You've dealt with a lot of chaos in this city before, but these things, they're clearly
3: quick and they're dangerous. I'd like to check on the people. Yeah,
1: I think we should do that. I also think we we have to stop them as fast as possible. And I'm wondering, because I know my suit has like light blaster laser things, and I wonder how they respond to those. Can we try... Can that is that a move that of we course. can try to see um, if that works?
0: Absolutely. So your power okay. is going to give you one die. That's your your first your okay. first thing is your power. Your suit is your power. Yes. So that's one die. Mm-hmm. Yes. What do you got for your your, uh, your second die? What else is going to help you here in your attempt to use FX, in other words, special effects, uh, to you know make some make some movie magic happen?
1: The suit is our, is my power, but it's also effects. It's also gear. Can it be? Is, can it count twice or not? Well, really?
0: so your your power is the suit. The other tags you can use to get dice are the ones on your your sheet. So I was thinking your drive to make sure no one else loses someone to supervillainy. This is definitely a moment for that. Yeah, you're like you're having a moment where you're thinking about what happened to your father.
1: Yeah, I think that that is a good one. And then I I wonder also because. Um, this is, I mean, this is making me angry and I wonder if I could ha- also use one for my, I have a serious temper and I really want to, I'm. it motivates me to do more uh, to protect people here. Can I use that also?
0: What makes you the angriest? Is it, e- is it the bugs themselves and the people in danger or is it the fact that that guy in gold had the time to stop and mouth off at you when people are in danger?
1: It's obviously that because I do not like that at all. Um, it makes me very mad. I think yeah. So I'm angry now I have that match so yeah. Feel the, so I
0: feel you like you feel that. the fury flare and you you feel your your the, the armor immediately responds. All the haptic synapses are all like immediately reactive and the beams light up. You got three dice to roll. Okay, okay, here we go. Alright, we got a one, a two, and a four. Success yeah. but with the trouble. Okay, so you immediately begin blasting. These things are shriveling up, and there's goose splattering. You're definitely having an effect. You streak along one of the streets, and you're blasting down a rain of light on these creatures. And they're shriveling up. They're, They're getting spattered. Now, here's my question. We could go with a couple of different kinds of trouble. I'd like to ask you what kind you'd like. So, there are some mechanical types of trouble. Example, you could mess things up for another one of your superheroes you could end up hurting the next person's move and remove a die from their next move because you somehow inconvenience them you could also in some way get either hurt or like inconvenienced so even shame counts as losing a heart everyone has 3 hearts when you lose a heart the number of dice you can roll for any move goes down and if you lose all 3 you're you're out and it means you're going to wake up in a more dramatic and awkward and and potentially dramatically interesting situation. So would you like to lose a heart? Would you like to hurt somebody else's chance to make a move? Or would you like to create more trouble for everyone else to deal with? Which of these options would you like to have happen in addition to your success blasting Megapedes?
1: Um, I think that I am, I'm going to say, I think I would, I would, Prefer to lose a heart. I think I don't want to inconvenience anyone, and I don't want to create more trouble. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick the. No. the, the heart <sighs> All
0: one. right. So here's what happens. You are, you are cruising through the street.
1: Is that the wrong answer? There's, there's no, no wrong, wrong answer. answer. No, there's not. Okay. Okay.
0: So Firefly goes zooming through the streets, blasting light. These things are shriveling up and blowing away, and. You're you're getting down into the middle of the street and you're beginning, at one point, you're circling and light is blasting and you're nailing them just left and right. And suddenly, something lands on your your back and you feel a piercing uh, sensation in the back of your neck. And there's a cold, sort of like throbbing feeling and you realize you've got one on. You blast it off, but you feel it made it through the armor and you got hit. Um, and whatever this is, it's spreading through your veins. You hear specks, and he goes, suit, suit compromised. Are you okay? Jillian, talk to me.
1: Uh, it feels, this feels really weird. I also, I don't understand if they seem kind of like light, or, you know, I don't know how they got through the suit. Like, there must be something special going on. So I feel really confused, and it feels, this feels bad. <laughs> I don't feel good.
0: He goes, I- I'm trying to figure out what these things are. I'm looking up everything I can. <sighs> I guess they kind of look like I don't know something you find under the bed. He's like, "Hang on, I'll, I'll keep researching." Um, you are feeling this spreading coldness from the back of your neck. You definitely know that whatever happened to you, uh, it's got there's something in your veins, and it doesn't feel right. Um, everybody else, what are you up to? Punching bugs. You're punching bugs. They <laughs> they are really not fun to punch, ape. In fact, when you punch one, it goes flying away and you see it very quickly uh, catch its feet again and go skittering off. Um, These things seem to be both incredibly light, but also really hard to damage in a weird way. Um, If you can trap them between a hard place and put pressure on them, you can squish them. But if you hit them sideways, they just kind of float away. They kind of like you bash them and they, they go flying. They're not very heavy, but they're really quick. They also dodge a lot. A bunch of them have tried to put their fangs in you, but they're not having much luck. Would you like to make a move?
2: Not at the moment. I want to, I'm going to look up to see uh, what everybody else is doing. Because I think, I'm on the ground, I'm punching bugs. And um, I know you said it's a little frustrating.
0: Wader is staggering next to you, and he's shaking his head like he's, he's got something like, he's kind of like, like he keeps shaking his head and looking a little uncomfortable.
2: I, uh, I am not worried about it. Unflappable as always. I said, hey bud. This is just some guerrilla warfare. And I go for a high five.
0: Um he he kinda he's like, you," hey, hey, and like he high fives you and then he like bashes off another megapede and he staggers backwards. He's almost never uh he's incredibly physically powerful. He's almost never uncomfortable on his feet. Something's going on there. Mm. Uh ape doesn't notice. Okay. He's preoccupied. Uh <clears throat> Animus, do you have anything you want to do?
3: Okay, yes. So many things. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have lasers. I can't fly. I don't have indestructible fists. Correct. But I see some people on the ground. You do. There's a lot going on and I can feel a lot of it. Mm-hmm. Um, let me check on the people mm-hmm. on, on the ground. Okay. Whoever is closest to me.
0: All right. You uh, you you kind of like, you can't figure out the harness. Do you want to ask specs or do you want to just like hit the button that Werebear did and go flying down?
3: Since I am still starstruck by the fact that i'm even here Mm. and trying to keep it all together yeah um and also feeling really angry seeing those gold suited individuals (laughs) um i'm just gonna try to (laughs) press the button myself
0: okay you press the button you you manage to you sort of manage to get low enough that when you press the button it's not a drop that is terrifying Mm -hmm. um you land uh actually almost on top of werebear um, and sort of like he he staggers a little more, but he catches you and he sets you down okay. and he goes, oh, look out. I don't want you getting. And then he bashes something sideways and you kind of run off to the side and he goes, you all right? He shouts after you.
3: I'm fine. <laughs>
1: okay.
3: However, in that moment. So I'm imagining if there is contact with another being that mm. has the capacity to feel anything, mm-hmm. then perhaps my ability to sense that might be a little bit stronger versus mm. just the general sense of the room. Yeah. What is werebear feeling right Ooh. now? This is more passive use of power versus. It sounds like you want to figure it out. You want to figure out what's
0: going on I with him, him by using your a power. a lot of
3: things I want to figure out. Okay. Yeah, because I saw,
0: I saw him staggering. Yep. So I think one die, you got one die from your power for sure. You've made the connection. Okay. What else do you have tag-wise that might help you figure out what's going on with Werebear? And maybe by extension, Jillian, who's definitely got a spreading sense of cold.
3: Yes. So I am propelled into action seeing Firefly go. Mm -hmm. That's what inspired me to just go ahead and hit the button instead of just being a bystander. So I'd like to use that Bond, Starstruck by Firefly. Oh, that's
0: perfect. You're worried about her.
3: Definitely. Um, I also want to use Drive because it's clear Tusk is involved. Totally.
0: This is definitely some nefarious stuff. All right, that's three dice. Give me your roll. Let's go.
3: Oh, I got two sixes Ooh, and yeah. a one. <laughs> the one forget <laughs> one the means one. Nothing. That's a that's
0: an epic. The one strike. fell on the floor. <laughs> that's a double triumph. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna tell you right now. Tell me how you feel, Werebear. Yeah, Well, I'm gonna <laughs> tell you more than that, Ready. You suddenly have an emotional connection with Werebear that becomes immediately profound. You don't just know how Werebear's feeling now you know Werebear. In fact, you feel like you've known him forever. For a moment, you know everything about him. Every emotion, every heartbreak, every moment of despair, every joy and triumph. Uh, You feel the affection he feels for his team. You feel his connection with the magic tree. You feel some of his oldest friendships and his greatest heartbreaks in a flash. And you also have this momentary insight whatever that thing put in him, it definitely is carrying something from Tusk. It's changing him. He's not, he's not fully himself. So I'm gonna tell you right now, you know that whatever they're putting into people, it's got an effect that's greater than whatever this paralysis most folks seem to be suffering from. You don't think it's killing him. You don't think he's dying. In fact, you're, you're betting that most of these people are all right. But they're definitely, they're definitely being changed from the inside out. So I, I think Ape would just see her stricken and just be like, hey, new kid, what's going on? Well, here's the thing. You probably, when you, you see her being stricken, you're, you're kind of worried. One of the, the giant creatures rears up behind her and is about to sink its fangs into the back of her neck while she's standing there zoning out.
3: I had a cool idea for a moment Ooh, okay. for this sort of thing in my head, but I already made a move. No, so no, it's okay. You can I'll make, make another, move. another move. I can make another move. We're not
0: doing, well, usually, so here's the way this works. Ready? In terms of making moves, mm-hmm. we tend to take turns making moves, right? Just to let everybody into the story, yes?
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but if we decide because there's a moment in the story that's really great that you want to work with somebody or somebody wants to say like, no, you go ahead, do the move, we can totally do that. If we're not in a drama clock and that'll come later. Drama okay. clocks make things. Okay. I'm not ready to spring those on you. I don't want to terrorize you just yet.
3: So I had this idea mm. earlier because I was trying to figure out, all right, if I'm going to go check on people, I'm squishy, right? What defenses do I have? Well, I can make an attacker feel something. I don't know if this would work on the Megapedes, but I'd like to try if I am already in this hypersensory state. After that connection with wearbear which wearbear may not be uh, aware of at hmm. this time, um, I want to try to channel all of that emotion, all of that understanding that I just absorbed and try to strike fear into the heart of whatever this is uh, coming behind me. Okay, So I'm guessing I would Ooh, I would good. kind of feel it. And I would just, because I, if, if I was just inside Werebear's mind, I'm kind of envisioning turning around roaring at this thing. That's beautiful. <laughs> In this tiny disheveled suit wearing mess of an office worker form. <laughs> I
0: like I like the idea that this is also go, this is also the moment where you're acing the job interview. You know, like Ape Canaveral looks over and he's like, hey new kid, you know, are you okay? And this thing goes up and he, and Ape's going, okay. Like we shouldn't have taken her. Like this is gonna be real bad PR. <laughs> like like immediately he's like ah mistake.
3: And imagining the eyes just going black, like pupils dilating, and just so
0: yeah, you feel suddenly like you have an immense beard. Really, it's just gorgeous and giant and 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 huge oh. and matted. I mean, really, you feel oh, really changed
3: my dream. You have you
0: feel really hairy, <laughs> and uh, and the and you almost feel like claws are going to come right out your hands. Um, you also are carrying with you the knowledge of when the seed of the magic tree was first planted, and when werebear first transformed when he first learned of his powers. And you have this moment where you remember being, he was apparently only 10 years old, and the first time he transformed and he found the tree. And you have this surge of energy and you turn around and you roar. And if you want to make this a move, I'll let you roll. If we want to make this one just a dramatic win, we can. What do you want to do, everybody? Do you want to make her move or do you want to make it just a win? Oh, no, you always get a move. Amanda's going, I want the win. Go ahead, Amanda, say your thing.
1: I do. I want the win. I, I I want the win. I'm um I feel like this is only the beginning because we have to we have to defeat these the megapedes and then we also have to figure out what's going on with Tusk. And I, I think we could use a win right now. That would
3: be great. I'd be willing to take a win with a consequence.
0: Ooh, a win with a consequence. Ooh. I mean, I don't think this is about so this is important, ready. Um, this is about telling a good story. And this is what we're doing right now is actually a really important moment. What we're doing is everyone's stepping outside of their characters and talking as a group of authors about what we want to have happen. And that's different than in a lot of games. In a lot of games, they'll they'll sort of force you to try to have drama at every role. We don't need to roll for everything. We need to decide when roles are interesting and fun for the story. And if it's a moment where, you know what, for the story, this would just be a great win, um, then it's cool for us to hand wave it and move on to a moment where there's a move where it would be dramatic.
2: Well, I was just going to say, since she rolled the double six earlier on on the first thing, I think she could probably... That probably carries... That is
0: brilliant. Now that I think about it. I would love to do that. Let's do it.
3: These are now my luckiest dice. You got the bond. (laughs) So you turn around with Werebear
0: surging through you and the memory of Werebear's childhood transformation, and you look at this thing and you actually see its face. You're the first one to see this thing's head. Um, It's a tiny little round head underneath all these feelers and when it rears back there are two uh mandible like things near its mouth that rear up and you can see a glistening spike at the end of each of them and you look straight in its face and this is totally unlike you normally you would be like oh no (laughs) and you have this moment of you just absolutely bellow you're like and the thing literally you see you swear it almost swallows its own forceps it's like And like it shitters and immediately like almost falls over backwards and starts scurrying away. Several other megapeds scurry for like cover because they're in the radius of the noise. And, uh, and there's this moment of silence. There's like a beat and where looks across at you and he goes, dang kid. (laughs) Like everyone stops. Uh, And then the chaos erupts around you. Um, All right. At this point, most of the megapeds are starting to, to uh, disappear. Um, that, that pair of women, you, one of them steps through a mirror right next to you, nods at you. She's very uh, elegant looking and dressed incredibly fashionably. And then a second one steps through the mirror right next to her. They both look at you. They have the exact same face. And they together pick up one of the bodies and step back through the window. It looks like they literally just disappear into the reflective surface. A second later, they reappear. One of them reappears on the other side of the street and grabs another body. Uh, we're, it looks like we're in cleanup. Um, there's a lot of these things that have been crushed. Many of them are scurrying away. That big guy keeps dropping out of the sky like a meteor and nailing them to the floor. And the guy who's riding his shoulders seems to be doing a weird kind of flight. The, the part that's odd is he seems to be going in straight lines, um, feet first every time. But then he stops and like turns. And hovers, um, but they seem to be doing a really good job at making a mess of these guys. Ape, you've been slugging it out with these things. You've managed to crush a few. Is there any move you want to make as this thing is cleaning up?
2: All right, first, so ape, yeah, apes down there. Ape's punching yeah. bugs, He's loving it, loving life. Really enjoys punching bugs. <laughs> it turns out, bug hunt. <laughs> Definitely, when he sees, sees the new girl there, do the roar. He'll learn her name eventually. I don't no, think he knows it girl. yet. Nah. Well, she's the new girl to Roar. He definitely paused for a second. He says, Oh, we gotta get her a suit. <laughs> um, and that's
0: about as respectful as he gets. Okay. Firefly, <laughs> you've uh you've you've managed to clean up a few more. You still are feeling the effects of the bite. Um, but most of the bugs seem to be dead now. And those the golden figures have started like congregating. That one guy, he he sort of steps forward. He talked to you earlier, He he lands nearby and he goes, I think we got it covered from here. Thanks for the, uh, assist.
1: Um, I hate that man. I think he (laughs) sounds like a terrible jerk and I'm so mad. I hate him so much. Um, I, I am, I'm like very suspicious of these people. I also am still feeling like the, the cold, the bad feeling in my body and I'm uncomfortable with that. And I, I am, I just feel very like inherently suspicious and bad. Um, and I'm wondering if I could, can I use my suit and take a, you know how, I don't know if this is explicitly outlined in there, but there's so many things in the, that heads up display that are possible and like so many different views and things and whatever. And I wonder if I can take a picture of his face so that we can like, remember what he looks like and and figure out who he is later.
0: Oh, totally. Absolutely. Okay. You do the sub voice to specs. You're like specs, get this guy's face. Um, yeah. He's like, I already got multiple angles on all of them. He's like, you're not going to like this Jill. Uh, you're on, you're on camera right now. One of those gold drones is hovering sideways. And he just said, thanks for the assist. And you realize every single bit of this has been being streamed. Specs says- They're staging it. Specs is like, this is up on all the social feeds. They're sending news choppers. These guys are really prepared.
1: They did, this is a setup. They did this on purpose.
0: You said it's on all the feeds? You say this, you, you dropped your harness and you don't have the the hookup. So you don't know this is going on ape, but Dan, as an author, you know, this is going on. The person who knows this is going on right now and who heard it from specs is Jillian. So you have a moment here where you Um, have a choice. You can respond to this guy, but you have this moment of like specs, get this guy on camera. And then you realize you're on camera already. And he just delivered a line and there's this silence between you. What do you want to say?
1: This is this is not my strength. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, it obviously, has to be like kind of pithy and everything. But I also think that, like, like he's he's deliberately putting us in a position where we seem like we are less than capable, and that they had it all under control, and that we showed up late in the first place, and then uh, and then didn't help out as much as they did. But clearly, they had like the insider knowledge to know how to defeat these bugs in the first place, and also showed up on time because they were uh, again staging it somehow. So like, they you know they got an Mm. invitation and we did not. So we
2: can't accuse them of that on TV. No, I know. So it has
1: to be, I feel like it has to be something. I feel like the, the stronger move is to like, uh, appear to be, um, like not set up an adversarial thing on the camera. Because also if we're thinking about like, I feel like we have to look like we're working together and that we are mutually wanting to keep everyone safe because otherwise we will look, um, like, it, it will not inspire confidence in the, in the citizens of Giga City.
0: Definitely. He was excited yeah. to be able to, like, there's this polished delivery. And you know, you can feel the sneer at the edge of the line.
3: What if you extended a hand, like a handshake, and say, not bad for your first run. Always yeah, run for yeah, more yeah. oh. Let's see what you can do yes. with something like that. That's a great one. Yes. That's great. Firefly says exactly that. And it goes over really well. If they don't shake your hand, it makes them look bad.
0: Amanda, you gotta, you gotta lay this one on this guy. Come on.
3: Yeah. Okay.
1: All right. So I, I, I extend my hand and I, and I say to the man, not bad for your first try, um, or not bad for your first run. There's always room for more heroes in Giga city.
0: Uh, he takes the hand, shakes it, gives you a big grin. And he goes, pleasure finally meeting you. And then immediately flips. And this is the part that's crazy. It's like, He's, he's facing you like this, right? Eye to eye. Literally, it's almost like there's a pivot in the middle of his body and his head and his feet shift and he, and he streaks upwards. And, when he, and the, the, the big guy is like floating in midair and he lands on him and then the two of them right themselves and they, start, and they streak off towards the city. Um, and I'm going to cut the scene here. So you guys have a moment of cleaning uh. up. As they... As they zip off
2: um ape ape and um scriv get there, animus, and um just says, "Hey, uh, new kids good. who are those nerds
0: That's all butt. That <laughs> that's a, that's a good one liner <laughs> Werebear staggers up and he's like, "Maybe it's cause I've been sleeping in the lighthouse, or maybe it's that bug, but y'all, I don't feel right, <laughs> and he's scratching the back of his neck. And the camera pulls back on this smoking ruin. And you can see, as we're sort of watching from above, all the ambulances making their way through the streets, but very few bodies still remain. It looks like the, uh, those two figures who kept stepping out of glass have collected most of the wounded. And that leaves the Giga City Guardian standing in the wreckage, confused, bewildered, and not looking so great. You
2: guys want to go get lunch?
0: werebear's like i could eat (laughs) clearly um it is not a feeling of victory that you are experiencing at the moment it's definitely something has gone wrong and jillian is left with this icy feeling creeping through her veins and werebear clearly doesn't seem like he's at his best either moment i want to close it there i want to quickly give everybody a chance first of all thank you all that was great so much drama and suspense um let's let's take a moment and uh what were your shout outs let's let's cheer each other on for the moments of drama that really made it
2: Ooh, i gotta give animus right away the one-two punch of channeling werebear into the howl is very good
3: yeah, I was very disoriented after that, so it's a good thing the bugs started leaving because I probably wouldn't have been able to do that again. Well
0: they were all squished, um, thank goodness. Um or or uh yeah you know, otherwise dispatched. But yeah, you uh you definitely have a lingering sense of connection there.
3: I probably can't look werebear in the eyes for a little while.
0: <laughs> I, I thought the the end line, Dan, I wanted to give you credit for the like Y'all want to go to lunch? Like I, I pulled away and tried yeah. to leave you with the biggest yeah. dramatic hang, and you immediately resolved it in a in a great superheroic way. That was amazing.
3: That's so ape though. Yeah, I, I imagine would have like just kind of taken the aviator yeah. glasses off, posh them up a little bit, yeah. said, "Well, want to go get lunch?" Yeah. <laughs> Put them back on slowly. Ape is a little like to
2: ape. Everything went <laughs> awesome, and yeah. he did great. Like. <laughs> mm. Oh, it all no. worked out. Unshakeable. Yeah.
0: Um, mm. Dude, Amanda, I really appreciate that you let me drop the most dramatic moment on you and the, the handshake reveal <laughs> of like, you're already on film. And I thank you so much for That's rolling intense. with that. And thank everyone. You guys all came together and did a dope like author's breakdown, a writer's room moment of how do we do this and make it stick? Like, what's the right moment for the story? That was awesome.
1: Yes, and thank you, Animus, for um, coming up with the actual
3: line. (laughs) Thank you. That's okay. It's a team effort.
0: (laughs) Do we want to do a round of applause just for everybody?
3: Yes. And the starstruck feeling continues, I think, of, like, everyone, though, because this will be the first time Animus has seen everyone in action directly. So I think in general, not even thinking about interview or anything, but feeling that almost out of body experience of being there and seeing it. Mm-hmm. But then of course that bubbling anger of what the heck Tusk.
2: I want to figure out what Tusk is up to. That's my, yeah. that's, that's the mission yeah. next time. Yeah,
0: that's definitely, Ooh, trust I mean, me, there's yeah. so much for you to learn and I promise all will be revealed. Um, if you, if you chase after it, but not all at once. And uh, with that, mm, caveats. Uh, yeah, always, always, you got to keep the drama going. So Thank you all so much for playing with me today and for telling these wonderful stories. And thank everyone at home for listening. If you want to play along in Giga City Guardians, you can find chapter one on patreon.com backslash stories RPG. Uh, You can create your own heroes and there's a parallel plot line which will eventually intersect with ours. So thank you all so much and um, we'll see you next time.
1: Bye. Thanks everyone. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening.